You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, hello, hello. It is Wild Card Weekend. It's been a wonderful week here on the Locked On Podcast podcast and the network. Uh, network is booming. This is the flagship. Go check out the rest of the uh, the NFL stuff, the NBA stuff, the college stuff. It is all kinds of good things going on on the Locked On Network right now. Um, we, as we do every Friday, there's only four games, but I'm going to pick them all and break them all down. Uh, go over to my, our friends at my bookie and look at the lines here. The Texans are only favored by one and a half now hosting the Colts. And that I think it was a two and a half to start right around maybe three. So people are starting to lean towards the Colts, as am I. I mean, I, I'm going to pick the Colts to win this game. I think they handle them pretty well, to be honest. But let's talk about it for a little. When Houston has the ball, I think Watson's capable of winning this game, winning multiple playoff games in a Clemson-like, you know, uh, take-over-the-game dynamic-type fashion. I think I'd see those things happening. But I feel like he almost has to. I mean, I feel like it's him and Hopkins against the world. And I know Lamar Miller's coming back. And, that's, and, and, and is there. I mean, and that's important. I mean, when they've played well, they've ran the ball well. And a lot of it comes back to the offensive line. You know, that they're okay run blocking. Their protection's a disaster. You know, we talked to Mike Renner on Wednesday. I mean, he was telling you Davenport, the left tackle, has allowed the most pressures in the league. I mean, it, it's bad. And Watson holds the ball too long. Colts rush the passer pretty well. That Colts defense is interesting to me because more so than most defenses in the league, they're pretty generic. I mean, you kind of know what you're getting not a lot of elaborate looks, a lot of zone coverage, run to the ball, pretty fast-flowing defense, 4-3, not a ton of blitz. But when they played last, they differed from that. They kind of strayed from their norm and really went out of their way to put extra people on Hopkins. And I'm sure they feel the same way as what I just said, that He's the guy that can beat you. The rest of this skill position talent is lackluster. I mean, like the tight ends are probably better than you guys think, but you know, they're not going to hurt you bad. You know, Leonard and that defense, I think, will control things pretty well. And let's Watson really puts on the Ritz and makes a ton of plays. Again, that's certainly possible. On the other side of the ball, and I've said this a couple times this week, I find it interesting that every road team, every underdog, has what I consider as the superior quarterback. And when in doubt, in close games in the playoffs, I'm going to lean towards coaching, but I'm really going to lean towards quarterbacks. And I like Watson. He's playing really well. Luck's playing better. And he tore, I mean, he tore this team up, as did T.Y. Hilton last time. I respect the Texans. I do. But I do think they're a little inflated in that their defense have some good numbers. But if you go through all 16 games and look at the actual quarterbacks they faced... It's almost comical. It's like, holy smokes, this is an easy stretch. And when they did face quality quarterbacks, it wasn't pretty. And, I mean, I do think Watt and Clowney and Merciless and those linebackers are getting better and Honey Badger. I mean, there's good players on this side of the ball. I just think that Kelly, I think, is coming back at center, that this line 
should be able to control things, or at least keep him at bay. I mean, I don't know if they're going to win. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to be putting J.J. Watt on his back over and over or anything like that. But I do think they'll give Luck time. I think Hilton will torture them. I think Ebron's a fine player. I really think a guy like Naheem Hines will cause a lot of problems and be a big factor in this game. I think the Colts should be able to stay balanced. I think Luck will get the ball out of his hands. I think he'll recognize defense as well. With all respect to you Texans fans, I don't know that it's the most intimidating place to play, and I think Luck will handle that well. I give the game day coaching edge to the Colts, and I'm curious how Reich goes about these things as a playoff coach. Is he going to kind of be the Doug Peterson and roll the dice and go for it on fourth down and be super aggressive? tend to think he might, and we both know you know O'Brien's not the best game day coach. So I like the Colts pretty big in this one, and I think that's probably the only time I'm going to say that of these four games. Of, And again, it's a road team. Again, Watson could be great, but it's going to be asking. It's going to be a challenge, a tough chore, an uphill climb for Mr. Watson. Um, quick break, and then we'll go to the next two games, and then we'll wrap it up with the last one to polish out the podcast here. All right. Very interesting game. Seattle goes to Dallas. That also is a one and a half point spread. Cowboys are favored. Um, if this was in Seattle, I would not hesitate to pick the Seahawks. Maybe it's not even worth saying because it isn't. But Dallas doesn't travel well. They're a much different team at home. Dak seems like a much different player at home. I think their defense is the best of the four units. And I feel very confident about that. I'm also very confident that Russell Wilson is the superior quarterback by a wide, wide margin. And I think people look at this game and say, these teams are carbon copies of each other. In fact, I've heard it on podcasts all week. They just want to run the ball. And yeah, I mean, they're very run-centric teams. There's no question about that. I'm not denying that at all. But a huge key to that is the downfield passing off of it, whether it's off play action, but you'll see a lot of play action from Dak and Wilson. But Wilson's a great deep passer, and Lockett has had a phenomenal year, and Baldwin looks the best he has all year. That defense is really stiff, though, so that gives me pause. I mean, I wish that he was throwing against Seattle's defense, and I don't know that Seattle will protect well. I mean, that pass rush is really good, and I think Van Der Esch and Smith, they get stars at all levels, should be able to handle the run game quite well. There's not a great spot to attack. But I do like Lockett, Baldwin, Wilson a lot. And I think Carson will keep them, you know, on track. And on the other side of the ball, I don't love Dallas's protection. You know, I think Clark and Jerron Reed is a real up-and-comer. Will pressure Dak a fair amount. I think everything will flow through Elliott, of course. And he might get 35 touches in this game. I mean, there's going to be a lot of Elliott. And there's going to be a lot of two-yard runs and three-yard runs and four-yard catches. But by the fourth quarter, my hunch is Elliott is more productive than Carson. You know what I mean? I mean, so I'm not ignoring the run games at all. Another thing I really like for Dallas is Amari Cooper. Like, that secondary is okay, but those long Seattle-like corners don't like sharp route runners. You know what I mean? Uh, in-breaking routes, out-breaking routes. I mean, I think Cooper can really have a big day. And I think Seattle will keep their strong safety types in the box a lot. So I think you'll see a lot of single coverage. 
I also think Beasley can do a lot of damage in an efficient manner. You know, get it out quick to him, move the chains. Um, some great linebacker play in this game. Just another note. But it's on Dak. I mean, is Dak going to make the throws to Cooper and Beasley and whatnot? At home, I'm kind of leaning towards yes. But if this game honestly was a three-point spread, I'll just take the points, no matter who you'd give them to me. One and a half's not quite enough. I think Seattle's D isn't as good as it gets credit for, but I'm really not comfortable picking against Russell Wilson in a game like this. I mean, it comes down to the fourth quarter and what I think is going to be a close game. I have a feeling on Sunday I'm going to be going, man, why did I uh, why did I pick against Wilson again? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I wouldn't be putting a lot of money on this one. Um, side note before we get to the next game, and I know – the NFL does this only because of money, and they don't really care. But it bugs me that the Colts, who played Sunday night, played the first game of the weekend. It also bothers me the Chargers, a West Coast team, have to play at 1 on Sunday, which is really 10 a.m. in their time clocks. You know what I mean? In their body clocks. So, couldn't you have done these two teams a favor? I mean, just swap them even, or whatever. I mean, just... It, it didn't... It's not for the... It's not the best way to set up the games and all that. And I know they only care about the ratings. And the NFC games, I guess, are the bigger draws. So they're putting them in the, what is the, the primetime spots, I guess, the better spots, whatever. Uh, I hear you. Um, but let's get to that Chargers-Ravens game. Ravens are two and a half point favorites still. It doesn't look like that's changed all that much. Interesting game. I mean, we saw these teams, what, two weeks ago? And Rivers was under siege. I mean, I started him in my fantasy league in the Super Bowl or playoffs or whatever it was, and he got me negative points. I mean, that's like all you need to know. Under unbelievable siege. And his guards were horrible, and they're not good players. I mean, Renner was telling us about that Wednesday. Like, boy, the guard play here is bad. The right tackle play is bad. That's not good in Baltimore, <laughs> to say the least. How about this? Every time the Chargers have got on a plane this year, they've won. I know if you go to like NFL.com and the standings, you'll look at their road schedule and be like, dude, they're 7-1. and one. Well, the game they lost was against the Rams in L.A. They didn't fly to L.A., you know, and they won a game across the pond, which was, quote, quote a home game. So they've gotten on a plane eight times. They've won all eight games. They have the worst home field advantage in the world, obviously. But Baltimore's obviously a really tough place to play. But this team, I don't think... I do think thrives on it. I don't think that's fluky. But let's get back to still when the Chargers have the ball. <sighs> Rivers has to play better. You I mean you guys know I'm a massive fan, but that game was horrible, and he didn't have a lot of chance in that game. But the last few games, he's come back to earth, and a little bit of a career trend for him. Is Gordon super healthy? Are you going to get many snaps out of Henry? I do think a matchup you love is. Keenan Allen out of the slot. I mean, I think you can pick apart the secondary a little bit with slot receivers. Three wide. Um, but protection's going to be a problem. Uh, are they going to be able to create big plays to the Williams boys? Uh, I don't know if protection's going to hold up that well. I have some doubts there. How well are they going to run on the, on the Ravens? Eh, questionable. The other side of the ball is more interesting to me, though. <sighs> obviously, the Ravens are a unique challenge, obviously. But I think playing them recently is a huge, huge advantage on both sides of the ball for the Chargers because both sides of the ball is very challenging, but especially for the Chargers' defense. And of all the Lamar starts, 
they did the best job of bottling him up as a runner. And you would think because they play such lighter, faster personnel, uh, they play safeties at linebacker, they play a lot of dime, they play nickel in base situations, they, they would get bullied. But they don't because, they didn't, and still, the, the Ravens put up numbers on the ground, they still ran the ball a million times. Because it's a, more about speed and getting players to the ball than just blowing your doors off. And yeah, they can come out you with a physical run game. But they do stretch you horizontally a lot, too. It's not just old-school ISO runs and 22 personnel. I mean, they're field-stretching runs where you need athleticism and speed to handle it. And this actually, I'm going to take a step back, too, because I didn't mention it for the Dallas game. Fumbles really worry me for Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott. Both of them fumble a lot. Dak more in the pocket, but both are runners. You can understand it, but still, the ratio is off. They fumble way too much, and it hasn't haunted either one of these quarterbacks that bad lately, or this year. And the Cowboys have recovered an unbelievable percentage of Dak's fumbles, which isn't going to keep up. I'm not saying it's going to affect them this game, but the more games you play, the more that's going to hurt you. And I do think Lamar's due to put the ball on the ground or throw a bad pick or he's gotten away with some throws he shouldn't have. And I think this opportunistic defense can be useful that way for sure. Um, So I do think they'll slow down the run. It was also Lamar's best day through the air, but a lot of that was on one shot play to Mark Andrews. And, I mean, he he catches a ball or two a game. That's okay. You know, I don't trust their receivers to put up numbers. Um, I do think Bosa and Ingram, and I said this going into the last time these guys matched matched up, will really be good edge defenders against those mesh handoff plays and will hit Jackson more than he's used to. And I was mostly right, but I'm going to stick by that as a prediction, is I think Bosa and Ingram will smack Lamar a lot. And again, that brings me back to fumbles. I don't think he throws the ball well. Period. I know he doesn't throw the ball well, but I don't think he throws the ball well on these guys. I I think you get a lot of faster Derwin James-type dudes near the line of scrimmage. Kicking game has to favor Baltimore. Expecting a very close game. So you give me two and a half, I'll take the the, the points for sure. I don't know who's going to win this, though. I mean, I feel like if the Chargers win this game, they might win the AFC, and this might be their hardest game to get to the Super Bowl. And I do trust the road factor working for the Chargers, but I also trust that Baltimore at home is a really tough challenge no matter who you are. I'm going to take the Chargers, but again, I don't feel great about it. I do think that playing them a couple weeks ago is a big benefit, that Rivers will have a better feel for this defense. Certainly the defense will have a much better feel for the unique Ravens offense. I think they're the more talented team. Better quarterback. I mean, I'm going to go back to that from time to time here. You know, although I didn't in Seattle, and I might regret it. So I'll take the Chargers to win, but I feel better about Chargers plus two and a half than I do straight up, that's for sure. Obviously not. Um, All right, we'll be back in a moment to talk Eagles at Bears. All right, as I mentioned, Philly, the Super Bowl champs, in the playoffs, still alive. King is not dead yet. He's going to Chicago. Let's talk about Philly with the football. Foles, to me, (laughs) I keep doubting him. But I do think Peterson has done a great job over these last, what, eight games or whatever, going back to last year at this time, that him and Wentz are not the same. You know, Wentz is much more 
later the down goes, the more dangerous he becomes. And it hurt Wentz, I thought, a lot this year that they didn't have a Mike Wallace, Torrey Smith type guy. Foles is the opposite. Foles is accurate, but the later the down goes, the more I worry. A lot. Um, And he is tough, and he will stand in to take a hit and deliver the football, and his team admires him for it. But he's got a lot of intermediate options. I mean, Dallas Goddard's going to be a star, by the way, if I haven't told you that. Ertz already is. Tate, Alshon, you know, who he favors heavily. Sproles. So I think he's got a lot of get-it-out-quick options. And I also think Lane Johnson should do a pretty good job against Khalil Mack, or as good as any right tackle can. And that you know line in general is one of the better ones in the league. And you know, good offensive lines travel. I mean, it's a Mike Lombardiism I like to steal from time to time. Tough place to play, obviously. Weather could be a factor. Fuel conditions probably aren't great. But the Eagles aren't super fast. Um, the Bears' defense is a massive challenge, though. And clearly they're the best defense in the league, in my opinion, with all respect to Baltimore. And it's going to be a low-scoring game. And Mack and uh, Jackson, if he plays, and Roquan and Floyd and all their big people could cause major problems, including Hicks, of course, who's a superstar. Um, but I do think they'll move the ball a little, get it out of Foles' hands. I don't think they'll run the ball well, but I think if he really plays point guard and gets a handful of targets to Sproles, both tight ends, Tate, Alshon, Aguilar, and maybe you take a shot to Aguilar with max protection, that might work out for them in a low-scoring game to move the ball adequately. The other side of the ball, Philly's D-line's awesome. I mean, it got more credit last year, probably because of the Super Bowl run, of course. And they were a better team a year ago. But this pass rush, just from the front four, led by Fetcher Cox, is awesome. And I like the Bears' O-line, but not half as much as I like the Eagles' D-line. And I think running the ball against Philly will be tough. I think taking deep shots, and this is kind of a big play offense, sometimes from Trubisky's legs, sometimes from dumping it to Cohen and he takes it to the house or you know, driving the ball down the field. I don't know that there'll be a lot of big plays because of the front. And you're probably going, well, dude, the Eagles secondary is a disaster. And it is. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. But it's been less of a disaster lately. I think they're starting to figure it out. They've simplified coverages. Maddox, my man from Pitt, is... Okay, you know, like it's not a, as much of an eyesore at corner. And I just don't know that Trubisky's going to you know, pick those kind of matchups apart. I mean, I worry Fletcher Cox disturbs Trubisky and he throws three picks. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he also could make a lot of big plays with his legs. He could make some big-time throws with single coverage. But I don't know that Trubisky is who I want behind center in a game like this. The Eagles are getting six and a half, and I'll definitely take that. I mean, to me, this is more of a two and a half type of game like the other games. I don't know who I like to win. I don't really trust either quarterback, but you got to trust Foles more. I mean, we saw him in the playoffs last year. I trust Peterson to keep Foles very well in his comfort zone. I also trust Nagy to do the same with Trubisky. He's done a tremendous job of that this year. But the D- Eagles' D-line and the Bears' defense in general are going to be very, very disruptive. I don't know that either team runs the ball very well. I'm expecting a lot of punts. 
I think whoever turns the ball over most is going to be the loser. And you could say that most games, but I think it's a little more prominent in this one. And I think Trubisky throws one more pick than Foles. And I'll take the Eagles to get a very narrow upset. 17-16. Yeah, 14-13. Like, I, I think if either one of these teams gets to 24, they win. Yeah, I mean, easily. So... That's what I got. But I don't want to discredit, too, that Bears defense. I mean, their ability to take the ball away is tremendous and and to score when they do. I mean, if they get a pick six, which, you know, I just mentioned, I think Trubisky will turn the ball over. But if a defense is going to score, I'll bet on the Bears to do it. They'll probably win. You know, I mean, it's that type of game. Really torn, uh, much as I was with the other NFC game. But I am shocked at the lines that much. I mean, I do think Philly... Former Super Bowl team is not going to be overwhelmed under these circumstances. I think they'll be cool. I like that they love that underdog feel. Um, they're in the they're in there and they're dangerous. So I'll take the Eagles in a squeaker, but I like the six and a half. So folks, that's a wrap. Uh, next time we talk, I assume will be Sunday night. Um, there's fewer <laughs> analysts from the Locked On Network to pick from now. I mean, I'm not going to pull anyone that's not in the playoffs. So I will try. Certainly, I'll get it done, but we'll get three three dudes from around the network, and we will chat about things we saw over the weekend. Maybe even I'll record something Saturday with those guys. I don't know. I'll have to figure that out. Next weekend, similar, but with fewer teams, too. I mean, teams will be eliminated. Um, so that's a wrap. There's only eight teams to pick from, so I'll line up three guests from those eight teams, preferably winners, but yeah, we'll see. All right, thanks again. Uh, over and out. Be well.